0: Hi, this is Tim Herlihy, co-writer of The Wedding Singer, and you're listening to Stuck in the 80s.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the bravado. That's right, that's right, we're bad. Uh, uh, uh. The bosses. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot.
2: So I have a few flaws, who doesn't? Is that any reason to kill me? And the beverages. I'm a little slow today, I just switched to Sanka, so have a heart.
1: Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s?
2: All right, everybody, come on, out on the dance floor. Whoa, look at the happy couple. No exceptions. Up out of your chairs.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, your game show host with Tampa TampaBay.com with me, my best pal, Sean Daly, pop music critic. How you doing? You'd be a good game show host. Yeah, but you know... Corpulent, the- <laughs> jolly.
2: You like everybody to win. I'm... A,
1: I'm, I'm today's Louis Anderson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chuck Woolery was my favorite game show host. Two didn't and he, two. Wasn't he, he that yeah, two and two? two and two.
1: Two and two. We are gathered here today Ooh. to talk about... Oh, that! well done. The wedding singer.
2: We are gathered here today. You're on fire today. Yeah,
1: literally in some parts of my body.
2: <laughs> the... uh you need a little comb and a little cream and you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I don't even want to know. Stop it.
2: A little comb and a little cream, the, the Sean uh, Daly story.
1: <laughs> that would be a good name for a book. <laughs> the, uh, the Wedding Singer is back. It is not just a movie anymore. It is now a musical, touring the country, Broadway style, my friend. And it's coming to Florida. It's coming here to St. Petersburg next week. Um, it's playing the Mahaffey Theater in St. Petersburg. The brand new Mahaffey. So they say. Yes. I've never been there. This will be my first time. The uh, It's too much culture for me.
2: <laughs> I bring out no an more Anything smart.
1: Yeah. A little more tracker bull. Uh, it's a national tour. It played on Broadway for a year, and now it's touring the country. It started here in the South. So, I mean, it's one of the few times we actually do a podcast at the beginning of a tour, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So, chances are it's, it's rolling through your town sometime soon. This week, I had a chance to talk to the co writer of the musical and the co writer of the movie. A brilliant comedian by the name of uh, Tim Hurley and he also wrote what other movies he wrote every one co-wrote every one of Adam Sandler's comedies that you're so every one pretty much uh, Billy Madison
2: Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis is the best video game ever I disagree it's a very good game but I think Donkey Kong is the best game ever Donkey
1: Kong sucks
2: you know something you suck
1: Happy Gilmore classic
2: that's your home are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass ball!
1: The Water Boy?
2: You ever been with a guy and a girl at the same time? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. The other night, I was with my mama and Coach Klein at the same time.
1: Do you like The Water Boy? Uh, you know what? Of all the movies that they did, uh, that's not my favorite. I don't like his voice yeah even
2: little nicky has some laughs in it but his whole the voice yeah the voice just let adam be adam that's what i have to say
1: and uh the last one and then click grandpa died dad he died a while back no no
0: no no
2: don't say that where was i (laughs) you crying you know what? I teared up at Click. Yeah. Did you like? Did you not like Click? I loved Click. Yeah. The Forever Fiance and I watched Click. We both were we were surprised how good it was.
1: I saw it in the theater, and uh, I remember jumping out of my seat from the moment it it starts and you hear uh, the car song Magic. Yeah. You just got to love uh, the infatuation they have with the '80s, and that's one of the questions I asked uh, Tim during our interview. I had to know. I've been I've been wanting to know forever why you know always the 80s angles in all their movies. And he'll, and he'll answer that question. He'll talk a little bit about his relationship with Adam Sandler. He'll talk about uh, the new project that they're working on. And, uh, and he'll talk a lot about how he took what we consider to be the definitive movie about the 80s and basically turned it into a Broadway musical.
2: Yeah, The Wedding Singer has really become not just a, a movie, but it's a, it's a phenomenon. You know, and something you kind of tapped into as well with with Stuck in the Eighties. That you know, that's big money these days. The Eighties crowd. This this is they're going to replace the Boomer crowd, so uh, that's good. This is a great get for you.
1: One of the interesting things about this musical, I just want to cover it real quick before we get into it. If you're going to it and you think that you're going to hear all the same songs that you heard in the movie, you're not. You know, obviously they can't. They don't have stage rights to the Police and Hall and Oates and uh, you know Jay Giles Band. So what they had to do was create an entire new you know, cast recording for this musical. And so there's only two songs in the musical that you'll hear that you recognize from the movie, and that's the two songs they composed for the movie, one of which is the, uh, one of my favorites, the uh, somebody, kill me, oh, somebody Kill Me, Please.
2: somebody kill me, please. Somebody kill me, please.
1: Right, the Steve Spears theme song. And, uh, the second one, of course, is sort of like the love, the love theme of the movie, which is, uh, I want to grow old with you. So
2: let me do the dishes in our kitchen sink. Put you to bed when you've had too much to drink. Oh, I could be the man who grows old with you. So, uh, let's listen to his interview. And we, when we come back, I have a very important question to ask you. Is Drew Barrymore hot in The Wedding Singer movie?
1: Okay. And the other thing to stay tuned for, Steve Spears challenges Sean Daly to a five-question trivia throwdown on the movie The Wedding Singer. Not
2: just Sean Daly, but the entire Stuck in the 80s nation.
1: So stay tuned. In the meantime, here is Tim Hurley.
2: Oh, when it's your wedding.
1: Hey, Tim. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Steve. Uh, glad to be here. It's, it's been my long-running theory that, uh, that The Wedding Singer is probably the best movie about the 80s that was not actually made in the 80s. <laughs> well, I think it was the first. It might have been, because it was, what, 93?
0: That was 98.
1: 98. Jeez, well, I'm off by about five years. <laughs> the, how bizarre is it to be uh, answering questions uh, about a Broadway play based on an Adam Sandler movie?
0: I guess, yeah, it's pretty straight. You know, when I first heard it, it just seemed like one of those ridiculous things that comes across your desk. Uh, um, You know, Broadway musical, but the more I thought about it, uh, it's sort of a musical movie to begin with. Um, You know, the the main character is a singer, and it was the only movie I I wrote that I was listening to music the whole time. I had the headphones on. Um, So uh, it it sort of, the, the more time went on, the more sense it made to me, and then just being there every day kind of, you know, I just kind of saw it happen and, like, wow, this, it, this, you know, this is a musical.
2: To my dearest Robbie, I think we need some space. Please forgive my timing. Doc, 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 smiley face. You see, I woke this morning, prepared to walk on air, but realize that you crave my style, as I my hair. Just it,
1: it's kind of strange because I, I listened to the—I haven't seen it yet. It's coming to uh, Saint Petersburg next week, but I—someone uh, lent me the CD of all the original music that was recorded for it. And of course, it's not the same music that a lot of people, you know, love from the movie. It's—it's it's got an its entirely new score to it.
0: Right. Well, there's two songs from the, the two original right. songs from the movie. Uh, Somebody kill me and grow uh, old with you were both in it. Right. But none of the, uh, we didn't use any of the um, uh, uh, old 80s bands like uh, uh, Spandau Ballet and, and some of the other things, the Thompson Twins that were in there. It was all original.
1: I, I could have sworn when I was listening to it that I almost hear Spando Ballet, uh, but with uh, uh, Hebrew being sung over.
0: <laughs> Am I right? Well, there's echoes of a bunch of different songs and musical styles. Um in the, in the original music, the guy who wrote it, Matt Sklar, is another kind of guy who's stuck in the 80s. And so he, uh, you know, a lot of the songs are sort of riffs on different um, songs from the 80s. Like there's a song called Come Out of the Dumpster. That's basically a Whitney Houston song. So come out of the dumpster. Don't leave me standing here. Come out of the dumpster. It's okay, the coast is clear, the cop cars are leaving. Channel 5's packed up its crew, so come out of the dumpster. I'll be right here waiting for you.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that, that was a good one. And I
0: think, yeah, that Hebrew song is that kind of spandau ballet-like emotional, you know, rip pop from, you know, the early 80s.
1: I uh I was shocked when I heard somebody kill me please and with all the original language still included in it.
0: <laughs> it's the only square word in the whole uh well the only F word I'll say. Yeah, I was the, gonna
1: say whole, it's uh, got it, it but it, if it's if as far as swearing goes, I mean it takes it to a new level. The uh whose idea was it really to uh to turn this into a Broadway production?
0: I believe it was it was Mark Kaufman, who was an executive at New Line who uh I guess he had been involved in Hairspray and was looking through the catalog, like, hmm, what could be a musical? And uh, it was his idea, and he, and he contacted the uh, Broadway producer of Hairspray, Margot Lyon, and, and she liked the movie too. So um, it came from those two.
1: Now, have you ever, has Adam Sandler ever kind of weighed in on his thoughts about this as a Broadway production?
0: You know, he came to the very first preview. Somehow, like, uh, we had the same manager, and the signals got crossed a little bit, and he came to um, the very, very first preview thinking that, oh, this is when you're supposed to, uh, you know, show up and and support Tim and and see it. But it was the very first time it had ever been performed in front of an audience, so it was, like, very rough. So he hasn't got a chance to come back and see it yet, but it's it's taken him a lot of steps since that very first performance in Seattle. But uh you know, he came up and saw it and he seemed to like it. So
1: how often do you uh do you still talk to him often? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean I guess you've you've co written every one of his pretty much every one of his movies. Co-written.
0: Yeah, no, I'm working on uh I'm I'm working on another one now uh with him called Bedtime Stories. But he's shooting a movie called Zohan now. He's shooting it until mid uh December and and when he's shooting, it's it's uh it's pretty crazy. His schedule is pretty insane.
1: Yeah, I was just watching uh one of you, I saw you on screen last night. I was watching Click on DVD last night.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> the Wacky Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I,
1: I, I, it's it's kind of like a, it's kind of a game to see if you can spot Tim Hurley in an Adam Sandler movie.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of people you can do that. You can do that with Steve Buscemi and uh, John Turturro and or members of the Turturro family and uh, Alan Covert, of course
1: is that something you guys like intentionally I mean is that just an uh, is that fun to do for you guys to work with the same people over and over again
0: oh yeah yeah definitely you know it, it's you know it's, it's great when somebody comes in who we haven't worked with before like like a guy like a Sean Astin will come in and go oh we gotta work with that guy again he's hilarious what? Henry Winkler obviously with uh, the water boy and uh, yeah you just you, when you it's 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 easy when you're writing it, too, or easier because you know, oh, this could be this guy, and, and you know they can handle it, and, and you know how exactly they're going to be funny, and you can kind of tailor it just for them.
1: Now, how difficult was it to convert Wedding Singer from the movie to the stage? Were there scenes from the movie that you wanted to keep, but you just couldn't make them work on a stage?
0: Um, you know, there were sort of moments. My favorite moment of, of the movie. Is when they're eating uh, ice cream, and uh, every little thing she does is magic. Is playing every little thing she does is magic. Is playing in the background, yeah. and um, you could never recapture that on stage because you could. First of all, you couldn't have the every little thing she does is magic, and then you, you know just the cutting back and forth and the close-ups, and you just couldn't do that. The same way we, you know, end. We didn't want to end on a plane as as it is in the movie because you know how do you show that on on, uh, on the on the on the stage, you know, so. There's certain things that are just impossible, but then there were also more opportunities for the, I mean, doing these big production numbers and everything that we couldn't do in the movie.
1: What, one thing I've always noticed about every one of the movies that you've co-written is that there's they're steeped in the '80s. I mean, you have the '80s music. There's tons of '80s references. I mean, is that something? How does that come about? I mean, are, I mean, it seems like you and Adam are stuck in the '80s.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is the generational thing. Uh, you know, I, I you know. The 80s was, let's see, I was, that was 14 to 24, which is sort of, I guess, your forward of years in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I never, like, a lot of people thought, like, that the, some of the music and it was ironic and, and putting it in, but, I mean, I really love all that music. And, I mean, when I'm driving around in my car, I listen to the 80s channel on, on the satellite radio. It's like the best invention ever. No kidding. And, um, yeah, no, I, we really are kind of immersed, but I think, you know, just because that's that's when we grew up. That's that's what we you know that's we grew up on Atari and, and and all that stuff that people kind of look back on ironically now is like there's nothing ironic about Atari to me. That was uh, one of the greatest inventions ever.
1: No kidding. The um, now what movies when you think back on the eighties, what movies did you enjoy? I mean, are there still movies from the eighties you just love to watch over and over again?
0: Well, I guess like all the big comedies, Caddyshack and um, uh, uh, Animal House. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters two with my kids over the weekend. I, don't know, I think it was eighty nine. I probably just got in.
1: On yeah, that. yeah, late eighties. The um, the um, now be- those are all, of course, movies starring people who are alumni from uh, Saturday Night Live. Does that make a difference since you're you know you've got a history writing with them and producing that show?
0: Yeah, well, I, it was funny because I, I you know I love those guys. I mean, you grow up on Saturday Night Live, and then you know you get a yeah. chance to you know walk the same hallways, and, it, and it's neat, you know. It, it wasn't like I was driven to, you know, love those movies because I was working on Saturday Night Live. I loved those movies, and then I got the job on Saturday Night Live. So, yeah, I mean, you know, people talk about their influences or whatever, but, you know, kind of, I guess people my age, if I'm 41, um, it was Saturday Night Live was really the, the prime, you know. I grew up watching, you know, Bugs Bunny and the Flintstones and Happy Days, and that was kind of my 70s. And then once we got to the 80s, it was all less and
1: no, definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, now, in the mid-'90s w- was when you were with Saturday Night Live, right? Right. Now, who, is, who was on the cast then?
0: Well, my first year was the last year for Adam and Chris Farley and um, you know, people like that, Mike Myers. And then uh, my last four years were with uh, Will Farrell, Sherry O'Terry, Chris Kattan, that crew.
1: Wow. Now, did you first meet Adam on uh, Saturday Night Live?
0: No, he was my college roommate back at NYU.
1: Oh, you're kidding! I didn't know that. Yeah. How come I couldn't find that anywhere in my research?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little known fact. Oh my god. Yeah, we were college roommates all four years at
1: NYU. I mean, what's? I mean, is, is he? Is he like? I mean, is he anything like his public persona?
0: Yeah, I think he's very much like his public persona. He's definitely, um, you know, after all these movies, he still has uh, a lot of joy for it, and you know, enjoys, you know. I mean, it's still like work, like when I, you know, sometimes when I'm walking to the computer, like we'll be right working on something, we'll take a break, and then we'll have to go back to work, and I'll just be like trudging back to the computer knowing we have hours of writing ahead of us. But he still loves it, loves writing, loves to laugh, loves to, you know, just goof around with his friends.
1: Now, when you write with him, is it is it really, what's it like? Is it, is it the two of you sitting down together? Is it, I mean, kind of, I'm trying to envision it in my head.
0: Well, because we live on opposite coasts, so... There's a lot of sort of faxing back and forth, and or I guess when I'm emailing, we're emailing now. It used to be faxing back and forth, um, uh, and then as we get closer to the actual shooting, that's when I, I fly out, or, or he'll be in New York, and we'll work there. Um, and then it's one of us sitting in front of the computer. Actually, lately it's been him. He's he's learned to type a lot better. <laughs> it used to be me sit, sitting in front of the computer and him kind of pacing around, but now uh, sort of he likes to, he likes to be in front of the computer now. He likes to do the typing, so I. Nice to be able to face it around.
1: So, uh, if you had to take one of his, one of his other movies and turn it into a musical, which one would it be?
0: Uh, well, uh, none I mean, would like, be the, uh, the other. I, you know, I, I you know haven't even thought about that. Everybody makes the Waterboy joke, or some people make the Happy Gilmore joke, or the Waterboy joke, but it just doesn't. It would seem like you know there's a point where it is kind of a uh, where it would be kind of a joke to do it. But I mean, the Wedding Singer just felt like you know it feels very natural to me as a musical, and I think you know when people see it, they'll they'll realize like, wow, this you know it's 100%. This wasn't just like oh take hit movie add five songs and you got a musical. This yeah. is this is very sort of an original, you know, something very very musical in it, in its DNA. Yeah.
1: I want to make a push for uh, Billy Madison to be that that next musical. <laughs>
0: That'd be like experimental theater, I think.
1: <laughs> I love that. Every time it's on, I swear to god. I mean there's no there's no such thing as turning off uh, an Adam Sandler movie to begin with. But I mean I watch. uh Billy Madison. Every time it's on, I don't know what it is. You guys put something in your movie that's addictive. It's like, uh, it, it's a, it's strange. I mean, it,
0: we definitely thought, you know, when I think back to Billy Madison. I mean, we definitely thought we were like, uh, you know, inventing a new style of comedy and just sort of uh, having a little revolution. And the fact that people still uh, still enjoy watching it, it I guess, is a like gratification.
1: Yeah. So, so tell me about the movie that you're co-writing next.
0: Um, it's called uh, Bedtime Stories. It's a Disney movie. It uh, should be out Christmas 2008. Um, it's Adam is uh, plays a guy who uh, tells uh, bedtime stories to his niece and nephew, um, and then they come true the next day. So a lot of special effects, which we haven't really done that much of, but it's a lot of fun having that freedom to do that. And, uh, but it is uh, going to be PG, like a movie for the whole family.
1: I was just going to say, it seems like there's almost a trend, you know, from Billy Madison to bedtime stories you go from the uh, raunchy dog shit in the bag jokes, you know, all the way to, uh, and with each movie, it sim- seems to be a little bit more family friendly, a little bit more mainstream. Is that is that the studio kind of pushing you that way, or is that just kind of the the, the process of you know you've written you know this many movies now, and that's where you where you're at?
0: Yeah, it's kind of. You know, part of it's you know learning to write better. <laughs> Part of it, you know, originally you have to make up for, you know, the audience isn't invested in every single second, but they're laughing at the jokes. And then I think as you get better at, you know, sort of telling a story and and, and making people really care about the characters, um, sometimes that streamline, you know, it can you know defang the jokes. Law, I don't think it's been, I think, you know, we try to keep the best of the jokes, but like things that just come out of nowhere and, you know, uh, uh, Steal people's focus from the story. We, we kind of try and stay away from. It. But we're all we're all getting older too, so I guess that's maybe that's part of it.
1: I mean, I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy in a way kind of did the same thing, you know, where he, you know, he goes from Forty Eight Hours, which at the time was probably the most profane movie, you know, right. out there, and now he's doing, you know, Doctor Doolittle You know, well,
0: we've never been in our movie, so um, I, I, you know, I've uh, never I been our day uh, That's hard we, to believe. None of those movies were uh, Billy Madison or Happy Young or any of those were uh, rated R. I think this, you know, I mean, and Billy Madison, I think, is in a sort of a class by itself for being sort of a little nutty and, and just sort of out there. But I think from from Happy Gilmore say to to Click, um, I, you know, the tone I don't think is too terribly different. I mean, I think it's obviously more polished and and, uh, and the rough edges have smoothed away a little bit. But you know, I like to think that it's been a sort of a slow evolution.
1: Have you ever had a uh, movie idea that uh, you just couldn't get green-lighted?
0: Oh, well, most of my movie ideas, I, I've had some crazy... I wanted to do a serious... I wanted to do uh, Chris Farley as Boss Tweed. that <laughs> never got off the ground. Uh, you know, I, I've wanted to do a horror movie forever, and I just keep coming up with things. And, and it's just, you know, some, the horror movie genre is like one of those things that it's either very hot or not hot at all. And wrote a Western uh, that... that didn't uh, go over too big, although it's still, still, I think it's very funny and still sort of alive. And I guess 310 to Yuma doing so well, maybe it'll come back.
1: But I mean, what about uh, in the non-comedy genre? Was it a non-comedy western?
0: No, comedy. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. You know, I, I, I have, I would like to do maybe some like genre, but like a ghost story or a science fiction thing or or a horror movie. But like in terms of an actual out-and-out drama, like a tearjerker or something like that, I, I, I have no
1: interest. After the success of, I mean. Wedding Singer is now a national tour. Does that kind of uh, make you want to go back and try to do another Broadway show at some point?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I could um, think of an idea. I'm trying to think of some some, especially with the writers about to go on strike in a week. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wish I could come up with something, uh, you know. But it has to be something perfect that just you're not shoehorning into a musical something that just feels like oh, that's that's very musical.
1: It just it just seems lately. I mean, I. I I don't live in New York, so I don't, I don't see what's, you know, offered up there, you know, on a weekly basis. But it seems like when we hear about a Broadway show, it always seems to be a, a Broadway version of a, of a movie. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of brand new ideas up there. It seems like everyone's just kind of rehashing the same old stuff. Well,
0: the thing is, like, like all these old, you know, musicals uh, were also based on, like, books or based on, you know, different, uh, like, plays like My Fair, My Fair Lady, based on Pygmalion, and, and and they all had source material. Very, very few of even the classic musicals were uh, based on original ideas. And I think, you know, now there just aren't that many, you know, plays and, and uh, you know, interesting... I mean, the source material has become movies. The same way the source material for movies has become TV shows or comic books, you know. Um, they've always, you know, used different, you know things to, to to generate the initial ideas and, and, and uh, it's movies and i think if one's done with the right movies it's fine but if it's just uh you know just oh this movie was popular let's make a musical out of it then that doesn't work
1: jeez yeah you're right i never thought of it that way it's that's that's the, that's the best explanation i've ever heard oh. <laughs> for that no seriously i mean because I, I mean i i write a blog too and and i i always grouse about uh you know where did the uh original ideas go and now I kinda I see it, you know. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's like the sound of music was you know, the Bontrap family singers and it all you know, that book and,
1: and I didn't uh, know that either. <laughs> so I have no I have no education whatsoever in uh stage I was the
0: same way, I mean you see the movie, you shake your head like oh they're doing Footloose, the the musical and, and then you realize like they you know, it's not quite as crass as it comes across. Yeah. It's it's uh, I mean that's the history of uh, of musical theater in the country is, is musicalizing things that were successes in other mediums.
2: Excellent. Good interview. Great interview. You're much better on your own. You don't need me.
1: You don't need me. (laughs) Definitely. Need. I would love to have had you for that. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I was Adam busy. Sandler I'm Love sorry. Fest is what it was, and it wasn't complete without you.
2: Now, was there anything that, that didn't make the, um, uh, uh, the the interview that he had told you or anything interesting that came out of it?
1: Well, aside from the fact that he confesses that he does read the Stuck in the 80s blog. Yes! I was I was impressed by that. Uh, I asked him who's funnier, him or Adam Sandler, and he said, oh, me, definitely. You know what's funny about that
2: is you, you hear a lot like Steve Carell Wife always says, yeah, he's not that funny at home, and uh, Will Ferrell is a classic one. Where Will Ferrell, his wife's like, he's not that funny. And he says, yeah, I'm not that funny at home, and he's just a normal guy. And I bet Sandler's the same way. But then put him on screen or put him on stage, and I bet they become really funny. So I kind of believe that.
1: So they've been, they've been friends now for uh, you know, 20-some years. It's, uh, it's got to be a, – it's a real healthy relationship because, look, I mean, they've just cranked out hit after hit. He's one of the few Saturday Night Live uh, actors – who can really claim any big screen, long term, big screen success? That's probably true, isn't it? Yeah, I, I bet he's. I bet if you added Chevy all Chase up, a little bit, but yeah, Chevy but Chase kind of out. flamed out. He flamed out, and Sandler's probably hotter now than he ever. Bill has Murray, been. but he's had. I mean, he's been around for so long. Yeah, he's had you some almost ups don't even think of him as being. Uh,
2: and morning. even like Adam Sandler's a guy where he does funny movies, but then he's done a lot of the serious stuff too. Punch Drunk Love, and uh, have you seen? Bang- English? Have you
1: seen Rain Over Me? Yes, I did. Is that good? Yeah, it's a great movie, but it's not funny. I mean, right, right, right.
2: But I was saying that it, it looks, uh, looks pretty good. Don Cheatley's great in that. Um, Don Cheatle? Che-
1: What'd I say? Cheedley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I want to check that out. But Sandler's another one that, you know, you wonder. I, I have a feeling he's, he'd be a great get for us. You know, for just, anybody, I don't think he does a lot of interviews. No,
1: but it, it kills me because I could, If there was ever a chance for me to ask, "Hey, can you put a good word in for us?" and you know, do you think Sandler would ever do the podcast? That was my opportunity. I just went, brr, you know. Yeah. Well, you talk. That, that's my big problem when I do interviews is I'm always I, I go brain dead because I get caught up in the fact that I'm talking to somebody that you know. Do I, you I don't still realize. get? Do you still get that? It's not as bad as it used to be.
2: I can honestly say there's like when I interviewed Slash. Um I got caught up in that a little bit at first. But I gave myself like 5 minutes at the beginning of my slash interview You'd be like <laughs> you're slash you know and it's not like a total uh reject. But then I kind of got into it and I did my job. But you know, when we talked to Kevin Cronin or we talked to um brian johnson or john wade or martha quinn yeah it's fun to talk to him but at this point i'm not saying i'm jaded but i guess i do it enough where i'm like hey this is really cool but i don't get lost
1: you'll get used to it well this is the first time we've ever ever interviewed a writer and not a musician or an actor and, and i say that knowing full well that uh that hurley he is an actor you see him in almost every adam sandler movie and if you want to play the game uh you know spot tim Hurleyhee, it's not an easy game to play but in uh, wedding Singer, he plays the bartender the one who can't serve Robbie.
0: Hey, Rudy, get Robbie a double. Actually, Rudy, don't even worry about. It. I brought my own. You can't drink that in here, Robbie.
2: All right, I finish up in the alley. You guys coming? Is he? Um, did Hurley he uh write Big
1: Daddy too? Did he, yeah, he is the kangaroo in the video.
2: Oh, is he really?
1: Yeah, in right. click he's the uh marriage counselor, the crazy doctor. Oh, cool. So you'll see him from movie to movie. He'll he'll be in there for, you know, a couple lines maybe and uh so, interesting.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure if he reads the blog, maybe he can help you get a an Adam interview. That'd be great. So anyway, back to your question of Yes. So I want to ask you Drew Barrymore, hot or not in the Wedding Singer? Very hot. Really? Very hot. Are you kidding me? I prefer her as Poison Ivy. Well, I yes, me like, like, we all. <laughs> <laughs> I like my uh, Drew Barrymore to be a little tipsy, a little rough around the edges. The, yeah, but cu- the clean, cutesy Drew Barrymore, not really doing it for me.
1: Yeah, but she has to see where she throws up in this wedding singer. Yeah, but it's a cutesy barf. <laughs> it's a cutesy. There's no such thing. Yeah, there is. The, uh, no, I think this is the movie she's the hottest. She's adorable. She's adorable in this. She's, she's great in this. She's, she's just got a look that just... Fifty First Dates is another good one. They have the chemistry in that movie as well.
2: Yeah, didn't do as well, obviously. But um, strange movie.
1: You don't know whether to be sad or happy at
2: times. Yeah, and at the very end, it's pretty dramatic. But yeah, Drew Barrymore. I'm going to say not not hot in Wedding Singer, wow. but cute, cute. You know me. I got I got no, no, no. I got issues. You do have issues. All right,
1: so hit me with the Wedding Singer quiz. Here we go. I now bring you the epic Stuck in the 80s Wedding Singer trivia challenge.
2: all right and you can play at home play with yourself at home
1: (laughs) we do here's i'll you know i'll ask sean i know some of these might be easy sean but i will
2: pause and allow people at home to also enjoy the game and shout out the answer
1: question number one in the beginning of the movie when julia goes into the the kitchen at the catering hall with her cousin holly the cook turns up the radio and plays Der commissar what is written on his t-shirt Oh, and it's
2: uh, Robert Smigel is the actor, isn't it? I think it's Robert Smigel who did um, uh, Frankie Say Relax. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just that being at this wedding is making me realize that Glenn is never going to set a date. And I've been wearing this ring for two years and I feel like an idiot. Hey,
1: you know what you must do? Relax. Go do it. I
2: look into that. I think it's Robert Smigel who did Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, and he's, you know, Bites with Conan O'Brien and a writer. I do believe that's him. That's it. You uh, correct Frankie Sabre, awesome.
1: Uh, question number two. The groom's brother, David, is the best man and goes on stage to make a toast. He's obviously been drinking a lot. Something I'm familiar with. <laughs> yes. What illegal activity does he allude that he and the groom engaged in? Uh, prostitutes. Yep, prostitution. The great honest.
2: Steve Buscemi.
0: Remember that time in Puerto Rico when we picked up those two, uh... Well, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. Okay, how about that?
2: <laughs> how about that? Yeah, about. Terrific. Huh? I'm a person too, Bob, goddammit. I'm a person too. You're a moron. That's <laughs> a great scene. That might be my favorite scene of the movie. Buscemi is hilarious.
1: Okay, I'm two for two. Question number three: As a side job, Robbie teaches singing lessons to Rosie. She's learning to sing so she can sing to her husband Frank at their fiftieth wedding anniversary. How does she pay Robbie?
2: She pays him with two meatballs.
1: Very nice. Not only, and let it be product, known
2: honestly that you just told me before recording that there was a wedding singer quiz. I never saw the questions. That's amazing that you got two meatballs, that you knew that it was two. Because it's one in each hand. Yeah. We own the movie. The forever fiance watches this damn
1: movie once a week. I love it, and they're nice. They're pretty big meatballs, though. I think that's a fair deal. They are nice meatballs. Now, please
0: take a bite so that I can watch you enjoy. That's my favorite part.
2: Oh, Okay, well, I'll go with the right one. <laughs> that looks good. That's a good meatball. I'm go meet
1: <laughs> Question number four.
2: What I'm should... going five for five on ah, this? You bitch. probably will.
1: What show does Holly say Glenn will miss if he has his bachelor party on a Friday night? Miami Vice. Yes. All right. Four for four.
2: Come on, but, Spears. But Uh-oh. added
1: bonus, he's not going to miss it because oh, this is a,
2: this doesn't affect my. No, this is a. Are bonus. they showing it at the wedding? No. no. Taping it? No. What?
0: Hey, Glenn, I hear you're going to have your bachelor party Friday night before the wedding. going to be all right with that? I mean, you might miss Miami Vice. Nope. Summer. Reruns. I'm all set.
2: <sighs> that does not count against my. Ah, bah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final question. Good one. Good bonus Final question. This, uh, you'll, you'll nail this one. If you got the rest of them, this is easy. Who plays the wedding singer at the end of the movie for Robbie and Julia's wedding? Is it Buscemi? It is Steve Buscemi again as uh, David.
2: Me, I like the John Lovitz part too, <laughs> with the bizarre thing in the curtain. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. I'm gonna go watch it tonight. Yeah,
1: the uh, like we said, the the play, the musical, the Wedding Singer is touring the country. Uh, I would say check the official website for it. I don't think there is an official website for it, but uh, I'm sure whatever town you're living in, you'll find out about it.
2: Is this your favorite? Um, is this your favorite Adam Sandler movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, can I, you know, I'd almost rather probably watch you Happy love Gilmore. You love Billy Madison, too. I love Billy Madison for some oh, reason. I
2: can't deal with Billy Madison.
1: It's hilarious in the interview when I asked Hurley, he asked him, What other movie would you make into a, a musical? And he says, Oh, none of them. And I, and I made a pitch for Billy Madison. He's just like, Oh, come on.
2: You really did a great job um, on, with that interview, it was really smart. Your questions were very good.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I'm waiting for the punchline, but I don't think one's coming. No,
2: I'm being sincere. I think I'm going to try working on that. People uh, question my sincerity at all times. Steve and I went to the RIO Speedwagon show.
1: Oh, last night.
2: And and sure. the women we were talking to are questioning my sincerity all the time, constantly. You know why? Because you have
1: that like wolf grin on your face. Wolf you... grin? I look. I got a baby face. I'm like baby Huey. <laughs> but you've got this. You've got this smile. It's a smile on your face that kind of. I mean. When you say something nice to me, I'm always looking at your face because I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking for the smile, the grin, the the rolling of the eyes. Yeah. But uh, Anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway. that was
2: good. You had a great interview, a fun show. We'll be back next week. New show. Awesome. We've got some great stuff in store. Yeah. We should go out and do another drinking
1: show again. I have just the idea for such a show. Do you really? Yes. Let's I'm not giving again. anything more away, but uh, all I can say is... Uh, Halloween for Sean and I could be very spooky indeed. Hey, what um, and we should also do um
2: have we ever done an Arthur show? whats year what year was Arthur? 1981. Let's do an Arthur show. You love Dudley Moore. Yes. You do? <laughs> look, look at the look smile on I, your face. I just thought I was doing really well with you. <laughs> I love it. Just a hedge. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, this is a good show.
1: Go watch the wedding singer, everybody. 10-4, and we'll see you next week here as we remain firmly stuck in the eighties.
2: Put dishes in our kitchen sink put you to bed when you've had too much to drink. I oh, could be the man who grows old with you. I want to grow.
1: Stuck in the eighties is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and Tampa bay.com dot com. Email us at StuckInThe80s at Tampa and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Your most beautiful song. I got a confession to make. That song was about you.